What is this? A center for ants? Me? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is the NFM podcast. I am Ant, and uh, today we are on this is part three, man. We're trying to get out there and get to the community. And this is our third one. So month three, every every month we've done a different um a community group that we can try to help out. So we're trying to get all the ant fingers together and do something. And this week it's the American River Conservancy. And so we have Elena with us. Elena, Hi. welcome. Glad you made it. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Elena, what's your last name? DeLacy. Which is an awesome name. Thanks. That is an awesome name. It sounds like you, like an actress. Like you should be in, in, <laughs> in movies and something. That's a very cool name. So um, welcome to our little podcast here. It's it's probably not what you think, right? <laughs> it sounds, it's, I know we make it sound huge. Like it's this big thing. It's not. It's just, it's a small thing. It's just a few of us and we're just trying to do some good for the community. So, uh, but we do have listeners all over the world. And just so you know, we were voted the, the top 100 funniest podcast nice. on Apple podcasts. Cool. In Spain, but it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> at least we, we made it. We're on somebody's list as, as being a funny podcast. Um, and so, but um, I'm kind of a, a community guy. Mm -hmm. And so I like to do something to help. And that's why you're here. And well, you're here because you actually answered the email that Andrea sent out to, uh, that Andrea sent out to everybody trying to get you in here. So um, we actually have, I want to say, I don't know, probably she probably sent it out to like 20 different um nonprofits to try to see hey who who wants some help who can we help mm -hmm. and believe it or not everybody doesn't want help like what is i mean i guess if you got it like that you don't have to worry about it I, yeah i guess i i think people are probably overwhelmed and busy these days i that's what i would attribute it to but you know what any chance we can get to talk about what we do is Fine by me. So. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm, I, I can't wait to hear about what you guys do, because to be honest, I didn't know about you guys until mm -hmm. after this letter came out. So um, I was actually like, oh, OK, that sounds like a cool one. Let's talk. Let's, I definitely want to talk to this lady. Let's see what that's about. So tell us about the American River Conservancy. What do you guys do? Yeah. So really at our core, we're we're a land trust. And for those of you who don't know what a land trust does, um, we essentially protect land Um we work with willing sellers of land uh, to protect habitat, trail areas, uh, open space, agricultural land, um, to protect it from development, to make sure that we have open space to hike in, uh, make sure the animals that live in our area have places to live, um, and to protect our water quality. So we do that. Um, our area that we work in is the Upper American River Watershed and Upper Kasumnas River Watershed. So mostly... We tend to work in, um, if you're familiar with California, like the central Sierra Nevada, El Dorado County, Placer County area. Gotcha. Yeah. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a great thing to do, but I'm just imagining all of that space and trying to, you know, maintain it in some kind of way. Sounds yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. Well, we've protected um, since we've been around since 1989. Um, so it's our 32nd year, actually, April 1st. Wow. April Fool's Day is our anniversary, 32 years. Um, and 
since then, since we've been in in uh, in business, basically, we've protected over twenty seven thousand acres. Wow. Um, some of that we don't own, we don't manage it. So, so a lot of the times, about fifty percent of the land we protect, we donate to the public. So we donate it to public land management agencies like the Forest Service or state parks, Bureau of Land Management, and they manage it and they make it public land. Um, so we do manage a good deal of land though. And that, that is one of the, I guess, most challenging things of what we do is what we call land stewardship. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, you can protect land and buy up as much land as you want, but what are you going to do after you protect it? You got to take care of it. You have to make sure that, you know, people aren't dumping trash everywhere. Um, so there's lots of challenges to that. Um, but education is a, another thing that we do. And so educating the public about, how they can help take care of the land, how they can, um, you know, interact with and inspire them to want to take care of nature is one of the things that we do as well. So how do you find these places that you guys decide that you're going to protect it? Well, it, it really all started on the South Fork American River, um, which is the river where James Marshall discovered gold in 1848. Okay, that's, a, um, that's, a, that's an important landmark. Yeah, um, back in the early 80s, a bunch of people who lived in that part of um, the world saw illegal roads being built and, and you know, erosion happening and, you know, all this brown dirt going into the river after it rained. And they decided that it was time to step up and protect that land along the river. So the corridor along the river. And so that's when it really started. It was, was just kind of focusing on the river, focusing on that, you know, the land right there on the riverbanks. But then it kind of grew. And um, as we got bigger and, and as we got more established, um, it began to encompass also all forks of the American River. So the North, Middle and South Fork of the American, all, all of those flow into Folsom Reservoir. So protecting our water our watershed, so our source of water for Sacramento. Right. Um, it also started to include the Cosumnes River, which a lot of people don't know about that river, but it's also a really amazing place. Um, it's the only river on the western slope of the Sierra Nevada that does not have any major hydroelectric dams. So it's kind of a free-flowing river. We still right. have wild salmon that come up. So it grew from protecting this little area on the South Fork to all these areas along the river. And then in between figuring out where wildlife corridors are, where the wildlife moves, protecting those areas, protecting um, endangered species habitat as well. So um, we kind of try to focus on core areas that have what we call high habitat value or high resource value and work out from there and have kind of, kind of puzzle pieces, puzzle piece it together, but connect areas like connecting the dots. Right. Now, how much land did you say you guys are currently controlling or um, protecting? So we've protected uh, over 27,000 acres. Um, we currently manage right now about 13,000 acres. Wow. And that 13, is it spread all over that area? Yeah, it's, it's little bits here and there. Our smallest, our smallest parcel that we manage is five acres and our largest 
property that we manage is 6,000 acres. Wow. So, okay. So let, let's talk about that. So if you got a, a little five acre parcel that you have to manage, what do you guys have to do to it? You just have to keep an eye on it. You have to check it. You have to keep it clean, make sure that nobody's so, messing with it. Really good question. So um, it became pretty evident to, to me. Um, I, I've only been the executive director of this organization for about um, two years, but before that I was our stewardship director. And so I, it was my job to go out and, maintain and monitor all these properties and it was just too much i couldn't do it by myself right so um i started a program to get volunteers involved um called our land stewards program and we train volunteers to get out um, at least four times a year and visit they adopt a property right right and they get to go out and and Get to know it. Um, maybe they'll take a, another land steward with them or take their husband or wife or kid with them and go on a hike, basically. And they take pictures and they basically report back to us, to our staff and let us know if there's anything that needs to be attended to. Like if there's a trash pile, like that's one of the most common things is trash dumping. Because people are dumping. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if maybe there's an unauthorized um, trail or if people are like, you know, trashing an area they'll let us know um we also do a lot of um fuel management so everybody knows wildfire is a huge issue right. in california right. so we have been working really hard to um, raise funds so we can go out um to some of our properties that have um real issues with you know crowded forests um to really thin the forest and and do what we call ecological forest management to um, make them more resilient in the case of a wildfire, if a wildfire were to come through. Mm. So, so these, like they actually have to go out there and handle those trees and, and yeah, we hire contractors to do most of that. Right. We don't let the volunteers do okay. that. We don't I let see. volunteers out there with chainsaws. <laughs> that sounded like that's all I started. You know, at first you had me. I was like, oh, I get to go on a hike and I get to go through where nobody's walking. And then you said that. And I was like, oh, now you got to need a chainsaw yeah. and a wheelbarrow. And that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> For those big jobs. Yeah. We hire contractors that come out and they have like heavy machinery to do right. mastication. Yeah. Right. Wow. That I mean, I had no idea that that's even going on. So it's, it's, this is why you're here so that people hear this and say, hey, this is what people are doing. Because I don't think a lot of people probably don't know that that goes on. Yeah. Do, do you guys have any um, a lot of issues with homeless on, on those properties? No, we haven't encountered um, any, any, any homeless in, in our area. Um, I think our properties are too remote. Mm -hmm. um, so they're kind of off the beaten path. Um, but we do go out into the community and we do every year. Um, a river cleanup um, where we clean up various creeks and rivers. Right. Um, and we have come across uh, one, one area we clean up is, it's called Hangtown Creek. It's in Placerville. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. And um, so we do clean up along that corridor and we, we do see a lot of homeless encampments and we try to stay away from people's um, you know, we don't take away their things that right. sometimes you can tell when somebody's put their stuff there and they're going to come back. So. Right. We try to be respectful of that, but yeah, it's, it can be, it can be challenging sometimes because there's a lot of poverty out there that you yeah. don't see and they tend to use those, those natural areas to sleep in. And right. Well, I mean, I guess it's good that you guys don't have to deal with that too often because of where your properties are located. Yeah. 
but that that sounds not fun either. <laughs> I know it, it, it's a it's a down lower on the American River, the American River Parkway. Right. Um, yeah, it's crazy down they there. They have a lot of issues. American River Parkway Foundation. I know they they it's a challenge for them. Yeah. Do you partner with any of those other organizations, or you guys pretty much everybody does their own little thing? We partner right now. Um, in the past, we've partnered with American River Parkway Foundation, but currently our, our working partnerships we've got going on are with um, other land trusts in the region. So Placer Land Trust, which mm-hmm. is another kind of our sister land trust to the north in Placer County. Um, we've worked with them on several projects in the past. Um, Sacramento Valley Conservancy, we work a lot with them on the Cosumnes River mm-hmm. um, to kind of connect preserved areas and make larger you know we can do much more together than we can separately so yeah as much as we can partner and work together that we're all about that right that sounds cool i mean it sounds like the kind of a natural progression of what you guys do hey we've got this area who's who's doing this part and you guys kind of work together when you can that's good that's 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 you know at least you have you're not alone (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, we have to work together. We have to, I think we're stronger if we work together. Yeah, right. So um, tell me what, if somebody wants to give money, they want to donate to you guys, what does that money go to? What is what is the money? Sure. How is it helping you guys? So one of our biggest needs um, every year is just general funds. So um, these are funds that we can use for whatever our biggest needs are at the time. And um, for example, a lot of our funding, about 80% of our funding comes from from grants mm. that we write. And the grants pay for very specific things. Like they will pay for us to get out there and hire contractors to do forest management. But right. they won't pay for you know our utilities or our insurance gotcha. costs, premiums, that sort of thing. The costs of doing business, right? And um, so, you know, that to me is our biggest need is just having funds that we can use for these these costs that we have that we can't bill to grants necessarily um the other thing that we have uh is huge challenge for um uh, fundraising wise is ongoing maintenance and management of our lands um we sure we raise millions of dollars to buy property but that money goes to the seller (laughs) we don't see any of that so we we are constantly um, basically putting money aside to ma- make sure that we have um, money to pay staff, money to buy equipment that we need to manage land properly. How many? How big is your staff? How many people do you guys have? Um, well, we have nine, nine to ten, depending on what time of year it is. We ha- we do have some seasonal staff, right? But uh, right now we have um, five full time staff and four part time. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. How, how did how did COVID affect what you guys are doing? Because I mean, we've yeah. been pretty much locked down for a year here. So yeah. How did that affect you guys? Well, it pretty much put a damper on all of our educational programs. Mm-hmm. Like we had to just cancel everything. We every summer we offer um, a nature camp for um, kids from f- ages four to eleven. So last year, twenty twenty, was the first year we've ever had to cancel it. Wow. Um, we felt like that was the best decision to make for us at the time. Um, all of our field trips that we had planned for the year were canceled, um, which was really kind of, I think, morale for our education staff was really low because, you know, they couldn't get out there and do what they right. want to do. And the best way to teach about nature and the outdoors is 
to get people outside. To be out in nature and outdoors. <laughs> so it's really, it's difficult and it's, it's, it's a struggle to do that virtually through a, a, a camera. Right. We did manage to um, work together with the local um, Girl Scouts Council, the heart of Central California, to put together some um, virtual lessons for, for scouts. Um, and we've done a couple of those pretty successfully. And we've just now started, well, actually October, we started doing very small, max 10 kids, um, like homeschool programs where parents could bring their kids out to one of, um, we, we manage a working farm. Mm -hmm. So bring them out there so they could get outside, run around, play for a little bit, but also learn about what's going on at the farm. Right. How many, when you guys do, how, how many field trips were you guys, let's say there's no COVID, it's a regular year, about yeah. how many field trips will you guys do? Um, when we were, when we were fully staffed <laughs> for our education programs, we were doing at least, you know, sometimes two to three field trips per week. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of field trips. Yeah. And now nothing. No, no, <laughs> nothing. I, I think we have like one or two a month scheduled, but they're very small, very focused, like, 10 to 12 kids at a time. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, this uh, things seem to be getting back to normal slowly, yeah. but surely tons of people, what 40% of people vaccinated now yeah. adults, which is kind of cool. She's, she's vaccinated folks. So we didn't have to wear a mask today, which is yeah. great. Um, uh, I, I am also fully vaccinated, so we didn't have to yeah. worry about that. So hopefully things starting to get back to normal a little bit and you guys will start, you know, I know schools open the school right up the street here was open today. Yeah. I know a lot of, uh, Sac cities, the elementary schools are getting ready to open up again. So at least that part's, you know, coming back to, you know, to normal. So yeah. uh, hopefully you guys will be able to bring your education staff all back and, and get back to doing that again. Yeah, I think so. Our, our education staff, um, she's, we have one right now, she's fully vaccinated. So we're getting, we're gearing up for um, our nature camp, which we'll be offering this summer. So nice. if anybody's interested, if you have a kid ages four to 11, or even older than that, we have camp counselors. Nice. So um, teens, you know, so so there's there's opportunities this summer coming up to uh, get outside and play. How many kids will you have at that that camp? What's the max you guys will have? Um, um, we have uh, we try to keep our um, instructor to child ratio about to 10, 10 kids to to one instructor. So gotcha. the camps are about 20 kids each. Gotcha. And how long is the camp? Just a day? It's yeah, it's a day camp, um, but it goes from. Monday through Friday mm. and the sessions are broken up by age groups. Got you. And then how long will that camp? Is it just one week or you guys do it all summer we long? We do or? four sessions. Ah, okay. So four, four separate weeks. And then we have a half of a week that's just devoted to um, counselor training for right. the teens. That sounds busy. It is. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's a really all, I have three daughters and they've all been through nature camp from the time they were four to 11. So, uh, so now they're counselors. They are not quite old enough for counselors. You have you have to be um, at least fourteen. And my oldest, who's fifteen, said she didn't want to be a counselor this year. So, oh come on, <laughs> I think it's she's because, fifteen <laughs> because I work there, and because she's fifteen, right? Mainly because she's fifteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, I have daughters. So I get it. <laughs> I understand. How did you get involved with ARC? What what got you involved? Well, it's funny that you should ask that because it it's. It's an interesting story, and I didn't even know that American River Conservancy existed when I first set out on my path to become an environmental biologist, whatever that is. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I went to UC Davis. I majored in environmental biology. I didn't even know what a land trust was at that point. Um, and I actually took a couple quarters off of school because I just couldn't figure out what I was doing. Right. I, I didn't know what the heck was going on. I, I needed to find myself, I guess. Um, and I had uh, started um, teaching. I play the violin and piano. And I started teaching violin lessons locally in El Dorado County. And I got a call from someone who wanted their son to take violin lessons. And um, my uh, it ended up being my future boss. Um, oh, wow. His son <laughs> wanted to take violin lessons. And so that's a heck of an interview. <laughs> exactly. Well, he he ended up we started talking, you know, about what I was doing and I told him about what I was studying in school and he said, "Well, oh, that's really neat. I have uh, you know, we're working on this project at American River Conservancy. This is the organization that I run." And and immediately my ears perked up and I wanted to know more about it and it ended up becoming an internship. Um I took an internship and got some college credits for that and um, helped with a restoration project that they were working on. Wow. Yeah. So you basically interviewed for a job that you didn't know you were interviewing for, for something that you weren't even there doing. No, no. Yeah. And, and I still continue to give him violin lessons. I was going to be my next question. Is he, how's the violin going? Is he still doing it? For about a year. He lasted about a year. And, and then he, I think he switched over to a different instrument, like guitar or something like that. So yeah, it, it was, it was definitely serendipitous that it, I was in the right place at the right time, basically. Well, and, and probably good that he's decided to change because that had to be an extra amount of stress, right? Like <laughs> you got these violin lessons to do, but you still had your job to do too. So, yeah. you know, they shouldn't really meet too much in the middle, but it sounded like they kind of crossed over. Yeah, that's weird, but it did. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, Marlington is taking banjo lessons, so maybe you guys can get together <laughs> with your, you know, your violin and her banjo. Who knows? I mean, maybe you guys got a, a little, a little jam session go. going. There you go. She, listen, she'll, she's probably, uh, she's in the chat right now, so she'll probably fuss at me about it, about saying something, but she's just started, so don't. Nice. You know. <laughs> she's, at least she's tried it. I mean, I give her credit. I mean, she w- literally wants to learn how to play the banjo. It's pretty cool. Um, can you think of anything that has happened since you've been at ARC that you like, that was weird, or I, I got to tell this story to people? Um, one of the stories that I always tell to people is this time that I was, um, we were, we had just purchased this 40-acre parcel. It was on the backside of um, the state park in Coloma, which is called Marshall Gold Discovery State Park. And so it was this heavily wooded area Um 40 acres, nobody was really out there except for me. And I was hiking along this deer trail. And I, what I was doing was I was flagging where we were going to put a trail. And so it was just me. I had my GPS unit with me. Um, and I swear I could, I got this feeling right away, like halfway into my, my trek, like something was watching me. And, oh. and I stumbled across a, uh, what looked like, like, it just looked like a, a, a deer hoof poking out of some, some leaves, like, and, and I kind of, you know, kicked it with my foot and it was a, a recent, recent um, kill. kill from yeah. a mountain lion. Oh. And it was, it was not, rigor mortis had not set in. So it was, it was fresh, very fresh. Yeah. And I just 
I got out of there as quickly as I, I bet could. you did. I was sweating bullets. I, I'm I, starting to sweat right now a little bit just thinking about that. I didn't actually see a mountain lion. I've never you seen You just it. know it was there, though. I knew it was there. Like, you, <laughs> your sixth sense f- kicks in, it's like uh-huh. that fl- fight or flight uh, reaction. But, whew, man, that was after that. I always take a buddy with me whenever I'm hiking. Yeah. Um, that was a rookie mistake. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Do you ever watch um, Naked and Afraid or any of those yes. shows? I've watched Naked and Afraid a couple of times. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it, like, does it feel like that's what you're dealing with when you're out there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Survivor, you know, even though, you know, there's a road right over there, but you're still kind of in the wilderness and there's, right. you know, there's animals out there. And Well, clearly that deer had just, it was just a meal. Yeah. So that, that well, that's was, kind of a good thing though that it was already full from the deer. So you're kind of like, you yeah. Know. The the other story that is very um, memorable um, while working at American River Conservancy is also had to do with the trail. We were flagging trail is very dangerous apparently. Um, Let me write that down. Don't <laughs> volunteer to flag trails. <laughs> because you're basically the first one going through an area and marking where they're going to cut the trail or where they're going to cut trees. Um, to put the trail and I was behind. So I was out there with a buddy. It was my boss at the time, Alan, and I was hiking behind him and he was going through and tying, tying the ribbons on the trees. And, um, we got done, we came back and we both were like kind of scratching ourselves. And I looked around, I looked at the back of his neck and he had like four ticks on the back of his neck, just sitting there on the back of his neck. And so I was like, uh, you have a bunch of ticks on you. Um, and so he took his shirt off and there was literally, I'm not joking, 20 ticks on his back. Uh, so I checked my boss for ticks. <laughs> um, we ended up having to like stop at a like a restroom at a convenience store on the way back because like he was driving in the car and I was finding ticks. I had about maybe 25 ticks on me. He uh, pulled off. No joke. Like 40, <laughs> nope. So, like, nope. 40, nope. 50 ticks. So, you know, neither of us had nope. sprayed ourselves with any repellent. So. Oh, my gosh. Rookie yeah. mistake again. So, um, yeah, I, I will give you money, but I am not doing any of that now. You just have completely turned me off from volunteering. To, I'm, I'm not going to flag trails. I'm not going. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was, horrible. Luckily, no, none of them bit us. They were just crawling on us. I don't want them crawling on me. No. No, you don't want them crawling on you. Ticks are gross anyway. I know. Even if they don't bite you, they're gross. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there's, I, there's really great, pleasant stories, but those are the ones that I remember the most. Oh, awesome. yeah. You remember the gross ones. That's mm-hmm. that's terrible. <laughs> I'm, You know, for a minute, I was like, hey, I could do this. This sounds great. I can go out and hike and flag some stuff and, and just I could do that. And then you just said ticks and mountain lions. And now I'm like, huh, here's a check. But, That's not even my rattlesnake story. You haven't even heard my rattlesnake story. Okay, tell me the rattlesnake story now. <laughs> well, there's a lot of rattlesnake stories, stories, but the the I think the best one was um well, actually I wasn't working, so it's not really a work-related story, but we were hiking on a trail that we had created. Got you. Um my family and I and we my husband so we have twins and and an older daughter, all three girls and they were the twins were really little. They were like two or three and they were hiking in front of us going ahead. And um, so they passed by and then my husband and I walked by and like right on the edge of the trail, right next to where my little babies were walking, there was a coiled up rattlesnake. Luckily, it wasn't 
rattling. So right. it wasn't ready it was just to strike. There. It was just there, but it was literally like right, right. within striking within distance. Within striking distance of your babies. Yeah. That was scary. But we just left it alone. Luckily, our dogs ignored it. But yeah. There's, uh, um, <laughs> the, I shouldn't be say, hmm, talking about the dangers of being outside. Hmm, well, <laughs> I mean, if you want just people to give you money, that's, this is the way to do it. If you don't want volunteers, you don't want people out there doing trails. This is, this is how you do that. Yeah. If you want us to do the dangerous work, you got to give us money, pay us to do it. <laughs> that is great. Okay. The snake story didn't bother me as much as the ticks though. The ticks no. were on you, and you said 25 to 30 ticks on you, and yes. he had doubled that on him. He had way more than I did. I'm so grossed out by that yeah. one. Yeah. No, the ticks is that, 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 whoa. After that, I always carry a can of insect repellent, and I spray it all over my pants. And my I would shoes. spray it all over everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be in the brush, you have to. Yeah. Holy cow. I didn't, I would not, until you said the word tick, I, it never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Oh. There, I, I love animals, all animals, creepy crawlies, spiders. I will save spiders from my house and move them outside. I'm that kind of person. But ticks, they can kick rocks. <laughs> Hate ticks. They're the worst. I don't know why they're even why they even exist. Oh, uh, to gross people out for one thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you guys. Martin, uh, Leslie, I'm with you guys. I'm out. I was in. Martin, thanks for the bits. We see the bits up there. So um, if you if you look over there and you see the the heart pounding over there on the on the screen. Uh-huh. So that's bits. So Martin has donated those bits to to the station. And so whenever we do these, anything that we get, we give to you guys. So nice. we'll donate that. So anything for the next month, anytime we get any bits like that, we donate to your to your organization. So awesome. I think uh, it's been pretty cool too. I think the I think the first one was like a hundred bucks maybe, and then somebody matched it, and then the next one was eighty bucks, and that got matched. And so mm-hmm. it's not a whole lot of money, but it's at least it's people reaching out and, and trying to do things. Um, look, Martinson, more more bits, uh, Coco, more bits. Thank you guys, Thank appreciate you. you guys. So um, you know, it's not a lot, but they're donating, and then we yeah. we turn around, we'll give that to you guys. Um, the um the crazy thing is i'm a city guy mm-hmm. okay but i do i i like outdoors i like being outside and that kind of stuff um i don't i i i really like animals <laughs> i just don't want any animals but i like them yeah i'm not scared of most of them but i'm not a fan of bugs no yeah i'm allergic to bees but i'm not scared of bees i i mean i know they could kill me but it doesn't bother me like i don't freak out if there's a bee around me However, ticks, it still has my heart beating fast right now. Yeah. Seriously, like just the thought of ticks touching me is still like grossing me out right now because I wouldn't, that just did not enter my mind at all. Yeah. It's, they're awful. Is there a tick, there's a tick season, right? Because you have to give it to your pets during a certain time. This is like peak peak tick season right now. Yeah. So make sure your dogs are got their collars or treated for ticks because the, the most common way to get a tick is your dog brings it in the house and then you find it on yourself later on. Yeah. So, and we do have Lyme disease, so it's not fun. I I am so totally grossed out right now by ticks. (laughs) (laughs) That was not the point of our conversation, but I can't get it off of my brain right now because I'm just imagining your boss covered in ticks. Yeah. That's not fun. No. I, I like you had me for a minute. Like I was thinking that'd be so cool to go out and be the person to break the trail. And, <laughs> you know, you get to go out there and put the flags out and people come through and they make a trail there for other people to enjoy yeah. later. And then you said covered in ticks and I, all of a sudden I'm not as interested as I was. Yeah. Well, I just never thought that 
in my life I would ever be like checking my boss for ticks. Right. Right. Oh yeah. That doesn't, it doesn't, (laughs) that's not a normal thing. No. (laughs) I mean, I guess if you go to work for you guys for ARC, it might become normal, but yeah, yeah. it still sounds fun though, to be honest with you. Like maybe if I was covered in spray or something, how, how good is the spray against the ticks? Let me ask you that. Well, (laughs) it's really good. Yeah. They, they just will, sometimes they will, get on jump on you and then then like just jump right off if they sense that there's some repellent on you but usually when you the way you get them is you have you brush up against vegetation right because they can't jump they 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 the way they transfer onto you is you brush up against a piece of grass and they hang on the end got you oh so they just they just ride they're just along for the ride they're waiting for some warm body to come by whether it's a deer or a human or a dog doesn't matter so how often do you have to go out there and do that part of the job where you're out there actually on the trails and that kind of stuff how frequently are you out there doing that now because i'm the executive director and i'm the big boss not as much not so much (laughs) no ticks for you (laughs) i really enjoy being outside and i i like that part of my job um but i mean it does sound like the best part of your job yeah i mean getting out i most of my time these days is spent you know communicating with people via email phone calls lots of zoom meetings these days mm-hmm. uh, right well i'm glad you came and didn't do a zoom meeting just so <laughs> yeah. you know i mean we could have done it on zoom but it's not the same you no, know we don't no. get the same energy i don't get to you wouldn't have got to see me get so grossed out by these ticks had we done it on <laughs> zoom but okay so sorry to interrupt you no worries no worries <laughs> but i do get out i do try to schedule time to i have to do site visits for properties um if we're going to be acquiring a piece of land or Thinking about acquiring a piece of land, I, I have to go out there and check it out, take photos. Um, so I probably get out like mm, once or twice, but, well, sometimes once a week to a property. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Which is great. And um, But our our, <clears throat> our stewardship manager and our stewardship staff, um, um, they're out almost every single day on properties. Wow. Um, one of our, our employees, um, Autumn, Hey Autumn, if you're listening. What's up, Autumn? <laughs> she shout out to Autumn. She's um she's our forest restoration manager, and she actually gets to live up in the in the Sierra. Um, part of her job is she manages a project where we're doing that fuel reduction I was talking about. Gotcha. So she's managing contractors, marking boundaries, making sure that things are going the way they're supposed to for our grants. So, so she's doing the tough work right now. Yeah, well, she's not up there right now because there's still snow on the ground, but she... Oh, no. Yeah. I I don't like snow either. (laughs) I know. I sound like a prima donna, I'm sure, but I just, I can't. I don't do snow. I'm not a snow person either. Oh, you're, you know what? I'm a reasonable person. Thank you. Thank you. You guys hear that? Reasonable people don't like snow. It's not just me. Snow sucks. I used to live in snow and I will never... Why do you think I live in California now? Yeah. Because I hate the snow. Where'd you live before? So I'm from Washington, D.C., but I lived in Northwest in Pennsylvania for a while and there it's snow on the ground is like I mean you would still there could still be snow on the ground in May that's where we lived I just I don't like snow anymore so I'm good I'm so wonderful to find somebody like you who (laughs) I like the snow when it falls and then it melts the same day I like the snow when it's on a television or on a photograph or painting. <laughs> okay. That is my favorite. I don't even eat snow cones. I'm out. I'm so good on snow. <laughs> I hate the cold weather. I don't want to be cold and wet. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. You don't want to have to shovel it. Off. Poor Autumn. Autumn, thank you for what you do. Uh, but I guess that's why she's not up there right now. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that sounds, it, it still sounds cool though. Mm-hmm. Like there's something attractive. I, here. Okay. I told you I'm a city guy, mm-hmm. right? I, I do like the outdoors, but I'm fascinated with 
all things Alaska. I don't know why. Alaska, uh, anytime, like any show about Alaska, I watch all of that. Yeah. Anything about survival, mm-hmm. I watch all that stuff. So Naked and Afraid, that's my show. You know, it's like I imagine myself, I don't want to be naked, but, you know, I, I want to do the rest of it, you know. And <laughs> there's another show called Alone where they just drop like 10 people oh, and they yeah, drop yeah, them. Yeah. And like usually it's like Canada or something mm-hmm. like that. And they're. They're like at least four miles away from each other. So they don't know where everybody is. And then the last one there wins a bunch of money and they don't know how long they're going to be there, but they tell them plan to be there for a year. Oh my gosh! So they drop them off and they, they have like their list of stuff that they get to keep. And uh-huh. then that's it. Figure okay. it out. Wow. And they have, so there's no camera crew with them. They have to record themselves. Oh, so there's no, there's nobody out there to help them. Some go down, they have a little emergency phone that they can uh-huh. use a satellite phone and somebody will come pick them up. Or if they get hurt, yeah. they have to call. There's no, there's yeah, it's crazy. Wow, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you got, it's called alone. Oh, okay. What? Check it out. Okay. It's sound. I mean, there's probably, there's a lady. No, that was on naked and afraid. One lady just quit on naked and afraid. Cause she had bugs crawling on her Ooh. and they were crawling. In places you don't yeah, want bugs. No. And so she quit. And I was like, it was on, it made the front page of the news. It was a big deal. Like <laughs> contestant quits. Like I think it was her, maybe her fourth day. Yeah. You know, I think Naked and Afraid you're on there for 28 days, right? Yeah. 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 So for day four, Ooh. there were bugs crawling right where you don't want bugs. No. And she quit right away. Poor thing. That would be me. Yeah. I'm quitting too. I don't want to be there. But on the other show on Alone, they had like, serious like animals like sometimes like you said mountain lions mm-hmm. and stuff and they could hear them and Mm-mm. depending on where they're dropped you know there might be bears there might be like other stuff and That's scary uh, but what you guys do is just as scary you just said you <laughs> maybe like ran across a mountain lion yeah but but we're not out there for you know extended periods of time and- i don't care if you're there for 20 minutes that mountain lion is there for the same 20 minutes yeah, yeah. that's scary yeah well it makes you remember i mean you, we're part of the food chain. We're part. We're part of nature, and, and I like remember. I, I like being reminded of that every once in a while. It kind of makes you. I mean, there's easier ways to be reminded <laughs> of that than, you know, covered in ticks and you know, mountain lion possibly close by. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty scary. Uh, yeah. Well, it after my my heart stopped beating so fast, I I, I calmed down that after that incident with the mountain lion. Um, and just remembered like, okay, you're still here. You're alive. You're all in one piece. Next time, take somebody with you. And yeah. and there's things you can do. You can scare scare them away. <laughs> How confident sound. are you that you can scare a mountain lion away? Not, How confident are well, you? Well, I'm that? only about five four. And yeah, like exactly. One twenty five. So you know, you're way smaller than that deer. <laughs> oh yes, way smaller. <laughs> Probably not a good good plan, but. I could get a stick and wave a stick around, maybe. I don't know. If you thought about getting a stick and waving a <laughs> stick uh, in, after you probably wet yourself and some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's a guy on Alone, and they had it was in, he was in the air that had mountain lions. And the, what he did was he has on his hat, mm-hmm. he put eyes, oh. very realistic looking eyes. And I, he said, apparently... Uh, mountain lions and, and those types of predators, if you're if you're looking at them, they don't yeah. they see the eyes. And so that was kind of his trick. He had the little eyes on the back on of the his. Back. Yeah. So, you know, think that's about maybe smart. some eyes on, you know, on the back so that they don't sneak up on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I mean, it can't hurt. <laughs> Never want to run from a mountain lion. That's okay. Try to. Do, okay. It's called fight or flight. So you only have two choices. Yeah. 
You think you're better off run, fighting the mountain lion? No, you walk slowly away and make a lot of noise and try to keep your 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 face facing wherever. But uh, I didn't see a mountain lion. I think it was all in my head in some cases, but No, it clearly wasn't all in your head. There was a hoof there <laughs> that was fresh. It wasn't it was fresh. Well, yeah. Something was there Something eating. Something was there. Okay, chances are it was a mountain lion. Yeah. 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 Never again. Never okay. go hiking by yourself. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. So I didn't know, I, you know, coming from the city, I didn't go. The first time I went camping, I was 30 years old. Wow. I didn't, that was not something my family did. It was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do that kind of thing. So I went with a friend. Um, he, they have property um, at like Nevada City up that mm-hmm. up that way. Yeah. And they it's their land. They have they have like 40 acres up there. So it's their land. So they cleared it themselves. And yeah. they actually have a really, really nice campground now. But at the time, it, it, they hadn't done a lot of work to it. And so it was just, you're kind of roughing it. Yeah. And um, it was my first time camping. And the deal was I was going to make the food. I, yeah. I'm a pretty good cook. And yeah. so I, I bought the food and we ate really well. That was like, I really enjoyed camping because we <laughs> ate great. Yep. But we were out on quads, and I didn't know that I should be afraid if I saw a bear. Oh. So we're riding out, and my buddy, who is ahead of me, he sees the bear, and he he turns around, and he's like headed back because he sees the bear. And I'm, I I didn't think he saw the bear. <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, there's a bear. And like I'm pointing. I'm all excited. Like I was so excited to see this bear out in the wild. I, I didn't know I should have been scared that that bear could have charged me anything because yeah. I'm thinking that bear is probably scared of me, not knowing that the bear probably is not scared of me at all. <laughs> um, and I probably look delicious to it, but I didn't know I was supposed to be scared. So we get back and he's like, man, did you see that bear? And I was like, yeah, that was cool. And he was like, no, no. that's not cool. You shouldn't be excited about that. I didn't know. After all the food that we cooked, he was like, that bear could be coming for our food next. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I, I wasn't smart enough to know that I should be afraid of the bear. I just, you know, <laughs> I just saw the bear. I just thought it was cool. It looked, it was big bear. I think that one of the guys that was with us said it was probably about six, 700 pounds. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a big sucker. He this, was, this. he was definitely big. The black bears get get pretty big. We have black bears up up there too. Um, yeah, so you can't leave your trash out. You can't leave any food out when you're camping. And yeah, we learned that the hard way one time too when we were camping. Oh you know, no, bear family. got your food. Yeah, we thought it was okay to just kind of. Uh, we had a bear proof um, cooler, and I thought, oh, you know, it's a bear proof cooler, so it'll be okay. Well. The bear can still smell what's inside of it. Right. So we, we, we had it tucked under the um, pickup truck, like under the, right. the bed. We should have just put it inside the pickup. Um, but it dragged it out from under the pickup and like rolled it right. several times. Trying to open trying it. Trying to open it. And didn't get it open, but... That was our lesson. Everything inside was all smushed. Of course, yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't, you didn't pack it for rumble. No, <laughs> but it was all safe, so. Oh, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of a win. Kind of a win. Except yeah. for the bear was in your area while you were there sleeping. Yeah. That's the scary that part. Is, and yeah, that's the scary thing is when you can hear them walking next to your tent. Did yeah. you hear it that night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you didn't freak out? Oh, I freaked, I freaked out. Yeah, and my, <laughs> my coworker was in the tent with me and she freaked out too. And she had never encountered this before. And Melissa, hey. Uh, what's up, Melissa? Shout out to Melissa. <laughs> she was in the tent with me and she was more scared than I was. She said I handled it very well. So we ended up 
we were at, at in a group campground and the we we somebody had a dog with him. The dog didn't even bark. Um, dogs are supposed to keep <laughs> terrible dog. Um, so I think it took like banging on some pots and pans to make the bear finally go away. But they're so used to humans that you know they yeah. just pots and pans don't bother them. They see the tent, so they're like, "Oh, there's some food. There's over food there. here. Yeah, yeah. We'll shop here. They're shopping. <laughs> exactly. We um, I do a trip with my church every year, and um, it's it's camping, but we're actually traveling down the coast. So it's a 360 mile bike ride down the oh, coast, nice. and you just go from campsite to campsite. So you're only traveling about 70 or so miles per day, um, but you, every night you got to set up camp, and every morning you got to break up camp. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a couple of places where there, you know you'll find animals and that kind of thing. And one night, some um, raccoons were in the back of somebody's truck in the back of the truck so you're talking about putting it in the that didn't matter because raccoons are smart yeah. they were in the back of the truck and opened up the mm -hmm. totes mm -hmm. and they were they just sat back there and just had a good old time opened everything up they're smart they opened up everything yeah like all the food that was in that in the back of that truck was gone oh man and it was just the, it was raccoons that figured it out they're just gorging themselves yeah oh. oh yeah they were probably some fat raccoons by the time they were done because there's a lot of food in that and yeah those they <laughs> figured it out they got in there so after that i was like oh i need a different kind of box i don't want to you yeah. don't put anything in a tote everything has to be able to close and latch and that kind of stuff yeah yeah oh i i don't, I don't know how you guys do it but i'm glad you do it yeah i appreciate it i mean i mean how many you said twenty seven thousand acres you guys have right now mm -hmm. that's a lot of land to do you guys i go out there and nobody camps on that land or anything right um so we have some of the twenty seven thousand acres we've donated to public land management agencies like forest service uh -huh. um and there is um camping allowed on those lands uh. um and blm bureau of land management um there's some areas that we we've, we've donated land to them where they do allow camping primitive camping so it's not like developed campgrounds you just kind of there are areas on the river you can float down pull over spend the night and then get back on the river gotcha. in your boat so um yeah there's camping there we don't uh, we don't operate any um, or we on the lands we manage. We don't allow any camping or right. overnight use just because we don't have the staff to, you know, we don't have ranger staff right. or anything like that. So fire danger is a huge issue. So, right. That's the biggest, probably yeah. the biggest danger around here. Yeah, we don't people want people having campfires out. Right. So now you said you donate some of that. What, how do you determine if you're going to donate something like that to somebody instead of managing it yourself? Yeah. So it really comes down to whether they want take it and manage it or not. Um, so usually if there's, before we go f go forward with acquiring a property, we'll talk with our local land management agency staff to see if the property is an area, is in an area that they would want to manage. Mm -hmm. If if it's already um, surrounded by, say, national forest land, then it it makes sense for them to take ownership of it right. after we acquire it. And so that in that case, it's really easy, easy decision. We just acquire it and then we donate it to whoever um, land management agency. In other cases um, where it's not really, um, they may not want to take ownership to it. We will be the interim manager um, and, you know, manage it indefinitely um, in perpetuity, which is as close to forever as it gets. Right. <laughs> um, 
and <laughs> just call it forever because that's what it is. <laughs> that is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what we do. And and so we do tend to focus though our efforts on acquiring land where there's already existing public lands. So so expanding protected areas. Gotcha. So making those areas where there is wildlife habitat bigger and. Um, how hard is it to acquire that land? If you find, if you know it's there and you know it's, you know, yeah. is it tough for you guys or is you find it? Well, I would say the toughest part is raising the money mm -hmm. um, because land is not cheap in California. Right. Um, so finding the money and, you know, we're talking about pieces of property that are a hundred acres or more usually. And right now we're working on a project. Um, it's 972 acres. So almost a mm. thousand acres. Wow. It's, you know, we had an appraisal done. It's its value is um, four point four million dollars. So we have to raise that money to acquire it within a specific amount of time. So the clock is ticking. You know, right? Um, we've we've got a million dollars for that one. We still have to raise about three point four million dollars, and so it's a lot of grant writing. It's a lot of getting out there, talking to people. Um, you know, major donors, talking to foundations, things like that. To right. to Rustle up the money that we need. GoFundMe won't work. <laughs> Maybe. Not for you guys. I wish. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. But yeah, it's it's a lot of um, a lot of grant writing. A lot of the funds that we we utilize for land acquisitions is either state funding or federal funding through these grant programs, and and they're actually from bond measures that voters have approved in the right. past. So right. Yeah. So um, no OnlyFans for the ARC. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if somebody wants to donate their OnlyFans proceeds to us, we we take it. <laughs> uh, I, I did. I, I that's just a story that is mind boggling to me. How that blows up and people do that and people pay for it and yeah. I, mean, I guess there's a market for there's it. a market for everything. I think so. But there's, you know, maybe there should be, you know, one for this kind of for good stuff that's going to help the public in general. Yeah, it could be. Maybe somebody has a tick fetish. I don't know. <laughs> I am still grossed out by that tick story. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get, I, that's going to be tough for me. Like if I feel yeah. anything crawling on me at any point now, I'm going to think it's going to be a tick. It means so immediately. I know. I know. It's the grossest story I have. <sighs> oh, I'm glad you shared it here. I'm glad, I'm glad you told it because my pleasure. <laughs> it was, it was definitely entertaining. It's still gross, but it was a, definitely an entertaining story. Well, it'll make you think twice before you go out on that hike and, Brush up against the plants. It, yes, you already have done that. Like I said, when we first started talking, I was like, "That's how I could volunteer to do something like that." And then you said ticks, and I'm like, "I'm not volunteering to do that." <laughs> now I'm out on the tick thing. Well, tell tell everybody out there how how can they donate to you guys if they, sure. if somebody's out there that wants to help you. What can they do? Um, you can go to our website. It's uh, arconservancy.org, and um, click on the donate tab. You can also like us on Facebook or Instagram. I think our uh, Instagram handle is at AR Conservancy. Um, but you can also donate through Facebook. Um, but we have a really, really neat challenge that started um, April through April and May is our what we call our spring appeal, um, where we kind of have a big campaign to raise those general funds I was talking right. about. Um, and we had a really generous donor. Um, um, give us a, a challenge. He said, I'll donate a hundred thousand dollars if 
you can get another $100,000 raised. So. Oh, wow. So it's so going to match up to $100,000. That's amazing. $100,000 for us. So if you want to contribute to that um, between April and May, your money will be doubled, basically. That's awesome. And um, also, I should say May 6th is um, the big day of giving for the Sacramento region. Right. So we are a part of that big day of giving. So you can also, I think, starting April 22nd, I think, is when their portal opens up. You can go to the Big Day of Giving website and give through the um, Sacramento Region Community Foundation's website. That's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. I thought you said challenge. So um, I think it was Big Brothers and Big Sisters. They have a challenge and they had to raise $1,000 and and get five people to, to volunteer their time to be bigs. Yeah. And if that happens, I have to rappel down the side of... I forget what some building downtown. It's like 16 stories. Oh my gosh. And so I, I, I'm not afraid of heights. I have no fear of heights, but I don't want to jump out of anything. No. I don't want to go out of a plane. I don't, and I don't want to go off the side of this building. So when you said challenge, my heart started racing again. I was like, Oh no, not another challenge because my brother who thinks it's hilarious to scare me immediately got his frat involved. And so they raised that money like instantly for for that. And so the only thing is that I don't think we have we haven't had five people volunteer to be bigs or littles yet. So wow. I, I may I'm I may be safe <laughs> at the moment. But when you said challenge, that was the first thing I thought. Oh no, what am I going to have to do now? I, gonna, <laughs> I was just walk through a a, a a bunch of ticks. You know, no. That was my fear. That was what I was <laughs> afraid of. Oh well, I have had a ball talking to you. I'm yeah. glad you came to hang out here yeah. and and tell your story. Um, I want to mention your husband. No, oh. because you said that he's gonna uh, enjoy the fact that you were on Twitch today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to tell your nieces and nephews now, right? Like yeah. that's got to be a big thing that you're on Twitch today. I think my nephews watch Twitch regularly. So, hey, Sequoia, Kylie, Sequoia, Kylie, and thank you Denali. guys for tuning in. Hey, way to tune. Hey, welcome you guys. Yeah. This is NFM. So, yeah. um, well, this like as soon as we're done, they'll be able to go to Twitch and watch it today if they want. It'll yeah. it'll, it'll it'll automatically um, post so nice. they can go and watch it. But I didn't want to leave them out. You you told me it was like he was going to get a kick out of it. You were he on is, Twitch today. He is going to get a kick out of it when when he gets to tell his nephews that <laughs> my aunt was on Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're going to be uh, a star for Famous. a moment. Yeah. Oh, not infamous, maybe, but not famous. Not, there's, there's not a whole lot that goes on on NFM channel, to be honest with you. Uh, pretty much just my podcast is what we talk about. So, yeah. uh, but very cool. Is there anything? I mean, you, you got some shout outs. Anybody else you want to shout out? Because, you know, now's your time. Uh, just I just want to say that we have a fabulous group of volunteers that over the past year during the pandemic, they've continuously they keep showing up. Um, and we have had volunteer work days safely. Awesome. Um, but I, I just want to shout out to all of our volunteers and all of my staff at American River Conservancy. You're the best. I really appreciate you. Um, we couldn't do it without you. And yeah, just thank you for listening. And I appreciate them too, because you. they're dealing with those ticks that I want <laughs> nothing to do with them. I am just like, that's going to stick with me today. Yeah. I think it's the people that really, um, you know, it is all about, the land and pre preserving these areas that are beautiful. But when you really get down to it, it's, you know, the people that really keep it going and, and, right. you know, make things work. And um, so I'm just really appreciative for that. And yeah, I, I love the work that we do. It's, 
so rewarding. It seems very cool. I'm I'm glad that you had to, you know, do your little violin lesson. Yeah. Because it worked out. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little did you know that was going to lead to that. Yeah. Now two years yeah. later, right? Well, seventeen years later, now I'm the executive director. Holy cow! Seventeen. Wait, when did that story happen, though? Two thousand two, three. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And you've been there ever since. I've been there. Ever you've since. been hanging in. That became a career. It did. That. Yeah. I, Okay, I missed that part of the story for so because you said two years, but that's like no, that's two years. You've no. been the executive director. Yeah. You've been doing this work for a long time. Yeah, I've been with the organization since two thousand three when I started my internship. Yeah. Holy cow! Okay, so wait, let now I got to backtrack. I was about to we're about to sign off and be out of here, but now that just completely that that took me out of, out of out of the moment. So this that just that changed everything for you. Yeah, yeah, that was my career. That yeah. you didn't even know that you were that you wanted. No, no. It's really cool. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry I missed that before because I, I, in my mind, I was just thinking, oh, she's only been there a couple of years, but you've been mm. you've been hanging in. Yeah, I'm the trooper. You've been tromping through ticks for a long time. I have. I've been pounding T-posts, <laughs> putting up fencing. That's where it all started. Was That's why you yeah. said, yeah, now I'm the boss. I don't have to do that anymore. No. <laughs> no, I, I, put my, I put my time in. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Any any other bombshells you want to drop before we get out of here? No, that's it. Are you sure? <laughs> that was a pretty big one. I, I I just missed it. Anybody else? Did you guys catch that? I somehow missed that. I, I guess yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't say that. I, yeah, I've only been the executive director for two years, but before that, I was many other. I had many other hats. Oh, apparently, all the hats. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's awesome. Well. Thank you for what you do. Is that why you have the passion now? Because you've been there all this time? I think so. Yeah. It's it's a labor of love. It really for is. For sure. Yeah. That is awesome. I've always loved the outdoors. I've always loved nature. I, as a kid, I was one of those kids who would always be looking under rocks. Finding ticks. Finding <laughs> <laughs> little keep, creepy crawly things, roly polies, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, Elena, I have loved talking to you. That was good yeah. times, fun stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that we got to know about the American River Conservancy. I hope that I mean, you guys out here that are, are watching and as you like I said, people will go back and download the podcast and that's you'll get more attention after that. You know, like I said, it's kind of a weird hour. People are still at work sure. and that kind of stuff. But sure. um, hey, our ant vendors are there though. Coco is in there, more for less Martington. They they always show up. They're nice. they're the ones who always come to the party. Um so they're definitely there. But um, Aunt Sue is out there listening, who's my sister-in-law. She she listens to every episode, and, Thanks, and Sue. so yeah, <laughs> we got we the Ant Vendors are out there. They're definitely going to pay attention, um, and so. Hopefully you guys uh, will reach out to my brother's frat too, because they're, they're here for the community as well. Nice. And it, every single time that we've bought somebody on, they've been supportive of that as well. So we'll That's make sure great. that we reach out to them and, um, or I'll, I'll tell you how, how you can get in touch with them too, because these guys, all they're here is to do is to help the community. So nice. um, volunteer work and that kind of stuff. If you need help, these guys will come out there and help you. I don't know how they'll feel about the tick situation, but uh, I mean, <laughs> all we can do is ask, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anybody, else you want to shout out before we get out of here well i'm good nope you're thank good you. i'm good and vendors thank you guys so much for for tuning in and hanging out uh leslie thank you as always for being an awesome mod and and putting up all as you were talking she's putting up all of your like your website and all that stuff she put all the information on there so she's oh, a fantastic mod she goes in and makes sure that everybody gets the information so leslie thank you for what you're doing Marlington, thank you for for setting everything up i appreciate you guys coco thanks for hanging out and uh, i guess we're out of here we'll catch you guys later
Peace. Yeah. yeah.